in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season Show with your host, Brother Phil, and my beautiful bride, Sister Crystal. Hello, everyone. Now we're going to talk about the age of deception. Because if we're living in Satan's Little Season, which... Yep, which we are. We need to understand the one description that we're given about this season. Right. Is that it is an age of deception. Led by Satan himself. With Satan as the ringleader. You better believe that. (laughs) Yeah. We need to understand what does that word deception mean? What is exactly is that referring to? And this is what we're going to go over today because this is an important topic to help us understand what do we need to understand about this word. Well, and why is it crucial to understand that we're that this is the age of deception? Yes, I mean it's yeah. It, we need to know what is going on and why this deception and preventing it is so important. Let me read the passage of scripture in Revelation. It talks a little bit about this. We're going to go over it's Revelation chapter twenty, verses seven through eight. Now, when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison. And will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth. Okay, so that word deceive. Okay, so what it says there about Satan, he's going out after he's released from his prison, which we're living in that season now. What is he doing? He's going out and taking all the nations of the world and he's deceiving them. The whole point is what does that word deceive mean? Now, looking carefully and studying this. I went back into the Old Testament because, it, you know, it helps to go way back and <laughs> study what these words are well, referring exactly, to. Exactly, because they're used throughout the Bible. Right. And really the first time this is found is actually it goes way back to the book of Genesis. Okay. This word is used actually in Genesis and mostly, mostly in Genesis, the first few books. It used mainly to describe like animals that have kind of wandered off. You know, if you'd have like a dog that would like get lost or wander off. Right. That's kind of how it was described. Well, it's funny that you say that because it's like go astray. But dogs today, when they're found, they're if they don't have a collar on, they are called strays. Right. Because they wandered. And that's exactly what we're talking about here. Um, essentially, it seems like this word has a lot to do with you're beca- you're a stray. Right, People right. who are deceived are like stray dogs. <laughs> I thought that sounds terrible, doesn't it? <laughs> To be astray means you're not where you belong or where you need to be. Yeah, I mean, so that's what we're doing. But the problem that we have is you look at this Greek word that's used here for deceive. 
it's so unfortunate because in the English translations, they translate that word in other places around the Bible. So many different English it, words. It wasn't consistent translated. Yeah, it was not. You cannot. I mean, unless you looked it up and had a way to find this, it would you would be not would, have no clue that this word was used in these other places. And it's not like everyone has that skill to understand that this word was being used in all these different places, translated with different other English terminologies and words. Yeah, and some of the words that were used is go astray, deceive. Sometimes they use the word error. Other times, you're wrong. And then it was... Um, Seduce. You're mistaken. Wander. Be out of the way. There's all these different places, Mm -hmm. ways they describe this single Greek word, original. And what I don't like is this is why I I don't like any one version of the Bible. Because every version of the Bible does this. They they aren't consistent with the English words they use for the corresponding Greek word. The original reader is reading a single word in all these places. And the English reader... Or we are reading this, oh, different words, so we're not making the connection. So basically, different variations, different versions of the Bible, when they're translated, we're translating things in maybe their own terminology, like a terminology that they were comfortable with. And so the Greek terminology was the same consistently throughout, but the English versions were just kind of a little skewed in different ways, so... I would say the best English word to use for this particular mm-hmm. Greek word would be either misled or mislead. Really, those two words, in my opinion, would be probably the best because you could probably put that in every place that word is used and get a really close to the same understanding. So that word is that that Greek word, plano. Yeah, plano, right. Okay. And so misled would be the best description in English but you, yeah, you got to look at it like people are like wandering aimlessly. Right. They wandered off. So the way the Bible describes this word is it's kind of like sheep that wanders off okay. from the shepherd. Okay, gotcha. So remember, Jesus is our shepherd. Right. He's our great yes, shepherd. Yes, he is. And so what happens is if we wander off from our shepherd, yes, we're essentially deceived. Right. We're being misled. We're being misled yes. to go in a different direction. A going away from God towards something different. Led astray, which is a real similar. Led astray. Yeah. Wandering okay. off. So mm. this is the idea behind this word. Hmm. Okay. One of the first times it's kind of used to describe this idea of being misled is actually found in Deuteronomy. Okay. And I want to read this one to you because... Jesus quotes from Deuteronomy almost religiously. He uses Deuteronomy all the time. So it's I think it's like his favorite book. <laughs> if he had a favorite book. Yeah, if Jesus had a favorite book of the Bible, it would be Deuteronomy. <laughs> because he quotes for that when he was being tested in the wilderness uh-huh, by, the, right. by the devil. Yes. He quotes Deuteronomy every time. Yes, he did. And so this is why we want to read this. Now, Moses... In this passage of scripture, it's found in Deuteronomy chapter 13. He is describing false teachers, seers that would come around that would cause people to be wander off, being Mm -hmm. led astray. And so let's go ahead and read that a little bit. Just read a couple verses and we'll go ahead and discuss that. So this is Deuteronomy 13, 1 through 5. If there arises among you a prophet or a dreamer, of dreams, and he gives you a sign or a wonder, 
and the sign or the wonder comes to pass of which he spoke to you, saying, Let us go after other gods, which you have not known, and let us serve them. You know, here he's trying to say these seers would tell you something like, Oh, let's go after these other gods. Ah. Let's go after these other idols or whatever. Let's, okay. a, let's try this one out for a change. Yeah, so <laughs> essentially this is a precursor because you remember these supposed seers, they performed some miraculous sign to prove that mm. they were legit, right? Okay. Okay. But we know that they're not legit because they're telling that they're telling the people to go after other gods. Right. Okay. In other words, what they're trying to do is they're using their special gifts to mislead people, to misguide to purposefully people, get people off the track. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, go ahead and keep reading it. Okay. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. And you shall serve him and hold fast to him. Okay, we'll stop there for a second because here he's saying exactly these other people that are telling you to go some other... This is the Uh classic definition Mm -hmm. of what the devil has been doing. What the devil has been doing since he's been released from his prison is he's been going out basically enticing the nation to do exactly what these dreamers were... what. What Moses was warning us about these supposed dreamers showing all these miraculous signs and stuff like don't trust signs cannot trust signs like these all these signs maybe they were they they could be from the devil and most likely that's what Satan how Satan entices people he makes it look like he has all these special abilities but essentially what he's doing is he's just causing people to be led astray by all his magic. And you remember, Pharaoh, mm-hmm. he did the magic tricks too. He had men doing magic tricks. So it isn't just exclusively the Lord God that can do miraculous signs right. and wonders. So it really kind of makes sense, if you think about it, that evil can have a duplicating magic or you know source to kind of get people to do what Satan wants them to do by replicating what God says. So it's kind of like, um, we've got a better thing here for you. Follow this way. Don't just ignore that other path. You know, that doesn't really matter. When that's the only path we should be on because that's the path that the Lord has set for us. Appears to be the oldest trick in the book, isn't it? <laughs> Leading people astray off the, off the path that they should be going yeah. to a different path. Essentially, yes. that's what this is. That's what Satan has been doing to the nations. Well, that's what he he did in the garden. He lied. And he's lying still. All right. Let's read the last couple of verses right. here. Because this gets us to the exact word used here that is used in Revelation here in the book of Deuteronomy. But that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken in order to turn you away, deceive, or wander away from the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of bondage to entice you 
from the way in which the Lord your God commanded you to walk. So you shall put away the evil from your midst. Okay, so here he uses that term. And again, you wouldn't be able to see this exact word that's used in Revelation. It's used here in Deuteronomy. Uh, mm -hmm. But of course, they put it as turn you away. Right. The word, the phrase used is turn you away, not deceive, like it's used the other place. Or misled, like you said. Or it could be misled. But right. see, again, that's what the, the, this idea of turn you away. That's what Satan's doing. Right. It's turning people away from God and turning them on to something else. His no way out way. We're getting a better understanding of this word. What a deceived person is, is, is not an ignorant person. See, we're not living in the age of ignorance anymore. Now, there is a scripture in the New Testament, in mm -hmm. the book of Acts. We're going to read that here in a little. Acts chapter 17, because there was a time where men were ignorant of the truth. But that's not the day and age we live in right now, no. is it? We have a reference. I mean, how many people do you know of, have never heard of Jesus Christ? Right. I mean, if you took a poll and you just walked around, I think you couldn't even go to a country and gone there and everyone would know about who Jesus Christ was. Pretty now, much. Right. Now, most people have rejected him right. as their they Lord choose, and Savior. Yeah, they're choosing not to. Yeah. But essentially, they know who he is. Right, right. They kind of know a little bit about him. At least they've heard his name and they maybe heard his message or story. But they refuse to follow. The, the problem that we're having is Satan has enticed people to refuse to follow him. Yes. That's what disobedience, that's is what, what being deceived is all about. Well, and granted, Pharaoh, his heart was hardened. Right. You know, so that kind of could be in the same camp there that these people, they've chosen to not follow Christ because they have chosen to follow the other path or their hearts were hardened to follow Christ. Yeah, so now we have this scripture in Acts chapter 17. Go ahead and read okay. that one for us. Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now command all men everywhere to repent. Okay, so you see, in the past, it's very clear, people were ignorant of God's word. In other words, they didn't, I mean, you look back, and I always thought that was really strange looking back at the Old mm -hmm. Testament. There seemed to be no motivation by God to, you know, get the word of God to all, to the all the other nations other right. than Israel. Israel right. had kind of had, I hate to say it, exclusive rights. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they had a corner on the market to the truth. Well, and, God had a favorite nation and it was the Israelites. And so all these other nations were, were going around, you know, worshiping other gods. But here it says, it's interesting because God kind of overlooked this ignorance in these days. But now that Christ has come, it's like he commands men everywhere to repent now. You know, right. no, you need to stop doing your ignorant ways. We're now telling you who the true God is. That's yeah. why ignorance is not the same as what's what we call deception or wandering away. So the ignorance is not knowing the truth, whereas the deception is you're exposed to the truth and you're choosing to not follow it. That's right. That's right. So hmm. what we're doing now... Is under we need, we're living in a day and age of 
not ignorance, but people are wandering away from the Lord Jesus Christ. Huh. The true shepherd as sheep. Because we're all described in the Bible as being sheep. Who are you going to follow as your shepherd? You know, there's only two really options you have here. You either have the Lord Jesus Christ as your shepherd, or you have somebody who's fake, right. which He's is the devil. Imposter. And the devil has been yes. trying to shepherd us oh, yeah. to have us wander it towards his way. Yep, he's impersonating Christ, and so he's enticing and misleading so many people down a primrose path to nowhere. We have a point that we're making here. <laughs> Jesus Christ is called the Good Shepherd. And he even gave a parable. And that parable is called the parable of the deceived sheep. You ever heard that parable before? Well, no, you know, it's said other ways, like the lost sheep. You never hear that ter phrase, the parable of the deceived sheep, because right. it's always called the parable of the lost sheep. But that word lost... It's actually the same exact word used mm, in Revelation chapter now. 20. That's amazing. Exactly the same word. In other words, Jesus is describing a deceived sheep. So it's not just a sheep that went astray to go astray, but it was given something to go after that led him astray. A misled sheep. Oh, wow. A sheep that's misled. And we're going to go and read that for you real quick here. That's amazing. And he says, what do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep, one of them goes astray. There's that word. Okay. The word goes at See, again, as an English person, yes. you would never recognize that that was exactly that the same, same word. word that Satan was deceiving the nations with. The Plano. Same exact word. Wow. There. But here Jesus is using that word to describe one of the sheep out of the nine. Wow. He had a hundred sheep. Mm-hmm. 99 stayed with them and were not deceived. We're not led astray. Right. But there was one of them that was. And go and he goes, but he does not leave the 99 and go at, go to the mountains to seek the one yes. that is straying. And if he should find it, as surely I say to you, he rejoices more yes. over the one sheep yes. than over the 99 that did not go astray. Again, right. Lord, go astray. Same exact word again. They would not get deceived. So that that sheep was pretty important to go chasing after that one and leave the 99 alone. But it was important to him because he loves all of his sheep. In the end, it's very clear yes. based on this passage of scripture here mm -hmm. and this story. 99% to the Lord is not good enough. No. With Christ, it's 100% or nothing. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Okay, so this is what we're trying to do. The whole point of this show is I'm trying to wake up and yes. get as many people on the path. Eventually, we're going to get the 100%. But it starts with us in here right now. We've got to get more people on board understanding what we need to be doing. And eventually, then people will, will come around. But right now, people are so lost. Well, you know, it's it's really hard because there's a lot of deception in the church and in the world today. And the devil has, like you said, has been working overtime to get as many people deceived as possible. God doesn't want anyone to perish. That's right. That's right. No one to perish. Remember, every single knee will bow. Uh, that's a fact. And every folks. tongue will confess that he is Lord. In the end, mm -hmm. God is going for everyone. Satan... Even though <laughs> Satan is a tool. God is using Satan as a tool to figure out who is on his side. And that's why, why 
people ask all the time, one of the questions I get, why would God release Satan after the millennial reign of Christ? And it would seem like a difficult question to answer until you realize, no, God wants to give us a choice. Exactly. He doesn't want mind-numbed robots. Well, you know, and that's the thing is he wants us to make a cognitive decision. and But to know that he loves us and that's where he wants all of us to be is with him. He wants us to choose him willingly. Jesus will never force us to, to choose him. That See, Satan loves to manipulate. Yep. And that's what I'm. this whole show is really about. Right. I am trying to get rid of spiritual manipulation in right. your life. I am sick and tired of manipulation of right. any way, shape, or yes. form. Whether it be in the church, which yes. the church manipulates people all the time. Right. Oh, you better do this or that or... or Christ is going to leave you behind or whatever. There's all yeah, kinds of manipulation so tactics. Much. Yes. The devil uses manipulation to try right. to get people to, to follow him and to be misled, deceived, to go off the track from the Lord God. Well, peer pressure to, and all that, you know, in the church or in doing this because everyone else is doing it doesn't necessarily make it right. But it's just really a deception that Satan works hard at so that he can get as many people to not follow God. God doesn't want anyone to perish, but that all come to repent. That's and beautiful. we know in the end, Christ is here now. He has come. He's, we, we believe he's already returned. And right now, I hate to say it, he is reigning King of Kings and Lord of Lords, but people are in rebellion against his kingship. And this is a sad, sad truth that right now, even though Jesus Christ is King, Satan has gotten everyone off right. following him. Yes. That's the reason why Satan was unbound, to give people a real choice. Are you going to choose God? Are you going to choose his, his God and his only begotten son? Or are you going to choose the devil? And it's because he is giving us the free will to choose, to not be coerced or forced. He wants us to choose him willingly. I think God loves it when we see through all this nonsense yes. oh, that's beautiful. that the world has mm -hmm. going for it, to see the true path yes. that, of righteousness that we need to be going down. And that's the reason why I even started this podcast. Because I didn't really want to, mm -hmm. but I realized that no one else was seeing what I was seeing in the Bible. Nobody else was recognizing these. And I got bombshells that I'm going to, in other, <laughs> in other, in other shows. Right. I don't, every, not every show is going to be a bombshell. Right. But there are bombshells that I'm going to let now because right. people need to understand that to, in order for people to wake up, they need to be almost like bombed awake sometimes. Well, rocked, rock, have your world rocked. Because if you've been believing lies, and how are you going to recognize the truth? So it's important to understand this particular concept. Because right, right now we're living in the what I, I've dubbed the age of deception. The age of being misled. Now, how does Satan do this? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give another show. On the tactics Satan uses. Oh, right. and he's got some some oh, really good ones. Some doozies. <laughs> yeah, and he uses three primary ones, and I'm going to go over that on another yes. episode. Yes. But the point is, he has these tactics he uses right. to mislead everyone. And we know all the high-tech ways he does it. it. I don't even have to say, you know, we understand what goes on on television, movies, radio, right. and all these other medians that we have. Satan has used all these things to his advantage, obviously, to get people off the track, let astray, oh, and he uses our flesh to, to get to get us off. Right. The only reason why I can see clearly is I'm not, we're not, your hosts here are not doped up or drugged up on any. We don't take that 
junk that Satan pushes constantly to try to get us our minds altered to where we right. can't see the truth. And this is one way that Satan does it. He deceives yes. and he misleads people by altering their minds right. so that they can't make wise decisions. They're not using their full faculties correctly, and so therefore they're easily led astray or misled. Which is exactly the reason why we fast regularly yes. in order to get mental clarity that we yes. need to be able to bring you these messages and help you understand what's what's going on in this world today. Satan is a roaring lion. But, the, but we have a, a Savior, a Lord, who is the lion of the tribe of Judah. So there's lion versus lion here, yes, right? Yes, you're right. Okay. I love that. So we need to understand that we got to pick a lion. Most people have picked the demonic lion, the satanic lion. The lion that we're picking is king of king and lord. Even though most are in rebellion against his kingship, I'll, I'll grant you that. That's what we're here to try to change. We're here to try to change that because we don't want most people to be in rebellion against That's Christ, right. Christ's lordship. It's kingship. As a true king. See, Satan is very weak. And the mm -hmm. reason why he's weak is because guess what sin does? Sin makes you weak. If you look in the Bible and you read all the stories in the Bible, the reason why the nation of Israel got attacked and became yes. weak is Come because on. their sin right. caused their weakness. To, 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 separation from yeah. God. And that's exactly. the reason why Satan is so weak today. So do you want to be strong? Mm -hmm. You gotta follow the Lord, but that means you have to be disciplined, or you can be weak and follow the devil, because that's what essentially only weak people follow the devil, because that's what that's what he lures. Going after I mean, anybody who's done any fishing knows how this works. It sees the bright and shiny thing. <laughs> what, the, the, the fish that gets caught, yes, is the fish that tries to go after the easy food. <laughs> Thinks it's easy, but it turns out, it's, guess what? There he was, was misled. <laughs> He's the catch. <laughs> He's misled. We're living in the age of deception today. And that means Satan is going to use all these different tactics mm -hmm. to try to mislead us astray from fo following the true shepherd, which because is Jesus Christ. Satan doesn't love us. Satan doesn't really care about you know our future and uh, how well we do. No, he only cares about how many people he can prevent from serving the real true God and knowing his truth. That's all it is. It's a competition. Satan has hated God from the get-go. And he wants what belongs to God. And if you are a believer, you are a person who loves God and God loves you, Satan wants you because then it makes the makes God look worthless because he wants what God has, always has, always will. But God is the best Father, Sovereign Lord that we'll ever have. And we just need to trust in his plan and purpose for all of our lives. And that's to follow him. God is just uses Satan as a tool. <laughs> He's just a tool that's being used. And you know what? In the end, we know how it works. He's exactly. going to get discarded. So you don't want to be discarded like the devil. No, you want to follow the right way. And Satan will not gain anybody. You know, he Satan thinks he's trying, he to, thinks, yeah. thinks he's trying to trick everybody. And he's going to win all these people over to his side. Right. In the end, no one will be on his side. It's just not a matter of if, it's when. And that's why we're getting the word out right now. We're getting the word out because we don't want anyone to go towards exactly. his side. We want everyone no. to follow the Lord, to, to follow his kingship. Because he's the good shepherd and he will keep us strong. Until next time, we're living in Satan's little season. Not only because it's biblical. Because it just makes sense. Join or contact us at satanslowseason.org.
This is a non-copyright Living in Satan's Little Season production.